dirty. That's cool. Too dirty to clean my act up. You ain't dirty. You ain't here to party. You are listening to Houndstooth Heroes, the conference championship edition. My name is Greg Dawkins, and I am joined, as always, by my friend and co-host, Ellis Metz. And if you are new to the program, you can find us on the website at houndstoothheroes.com, on Facebook, or even on Twitter at htoothheroes. That is correct, and we would be remiss if we did not point out that we wouldn't be here without our good friend, friend of the program, Bill Howard, uh, better known as Wild Bill of Wild Bill's Wing Sauce. He and the good folks down there are racking up more awards than we can even tell you about, uh, in addition to their classic wing sauce, which goes great in pizza sauce. It goes great in your game day Bloody Marys. They've also introduced a new sweet and spicy, as well as a Carolina ghost pepper, if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, you can find it at the Publix and anywhere Bama Wise products are sold. Exactly, and also a big thanks to Bo and Elliot and everybody at Druid City Brewing in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, for always keeping us in the tastiest of suds. Drop by and see them whenever you're in Tuscaloosa. As the season has come to a close, we can't even advise you about parking anymore, but there's always something to do at Druid City Brewing Company. Sometimes it's trivia where you can win Bo Bucks, or sometimes you get stuck with Emo Night with Tyler. But either way, it's a blast. Go see the folks at Druid City Brewing Company. But speaking of libations, Ellis Metz, what are you drinking this evening? Well, Gregory, when I can't get down to uh, the good folks there at Druid City, I have my backup favorite beer, which I'm sipping on tonight, uh, the Two-Hearted Ale straight out of Bell's Brewing in mm -hmm. Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo. So. Uh, I don't really have a Florida tie, uh, keeping with my personal tradition, other than I imagine 90% of Floridians are from the state of Michigan. So we'll go with that. How about yourself? Exactly. I am back on the rum train, man. It's a dollar a drink here, so it's a no-brainer. Uh, I'd like to say that I was drinking the Tears of the Fallen, uh, but there really is no Alabama beer available down here in the uh in the nation of Guatemala, but man, I do wish it was available because I would love to be enjoying something uh, from the state of Alabama right about now. You should work on that. I know, I should. They have, we have Brooklyn. If we can get Brooklyn, we can get Alabama. I don't really understand the situation, but here we are. I've only been here 26 days, but you know, I'm not saying it won't happen. Heard that. Well, moving on to uh, what the listener came to hear. Listener Fred, hey, thanks Fred. for being on the show last night, last week. Absolutely. Good times. Yeah. I mean, we got a, we, everyone said that was our best show ever because, well, Fred was here right. and they'd rather just listen to Fred than us. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's exactly what that means. But we're going to persevere <laughs> because that's what heroes do. Uh, exactly. So first up, your Tide won its third straight Iron Bowl uh, Saturday night over the barn in a 30 to 12. I'm going to call it a stomping. I'll call it a stomping. Uh, uh -huh. But... It was definitely a tale of two halves, and why don't we start there? What are your storylines from the game? Son, the first half was a disaster. Uh, the, really, from a statistical standpoint, it was fine. But when you break it down in but breakdowns in special teams and in quarterback play, kept Auburn in the game. But I kept relying on what Houndstooth Heroes' own Professor Ben Lippman was saying 
is that sooner or later the score will catch up to the level of play. Yeah, and per usual, the professor was right, and he gave me some uh, comfort through halftime as we read that. I know exactly what you mean. The first half, I think, despite going into halftime with a lead, a, a slim lead, just still felt like a complete disaster. Uh, Jalen, our boy Jalen Hurts, threw two interceptions, which allowed Auburn to capitalize with two field goals from the turncoat himself, Daniel Carlson. What I would give for that guy, huh? See, we 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 got the we 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 went we went to Poland instead of getting uh, a double alum. His dog's know, name was Bama. Right, exactly. So you, that's, you, that's, that was a mistake. Uh, so there were the interceptions <laughs> and then also a 58-yard punt return that resulted in a third field goal. So yeah, that, that monster has come back to bite us in the ass again. Uh, it started off early in the year. We just could not defend a kickoff or punt return. And granted, it was only one, but I'm hoping that is not a uh, sign of things to come. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I thought Bobby Williams had settled into his place in the sun after we fired him there. Uh, But it turns out he was just hanging around the football complex the whole time. (laughs) Still on that campaign. Um, But yeah, really at halftime, Auburn had nine points late in the second quarter, but basically zero yards. Most of those points came after three and outs, which is hilarious. Uh, So, you know, overall our offense did what it had to do, I guess. Yeah. And I guess as, uh, beat writer for, I want to say Anderson Star, but I could be wrong. Uh, Michael Casagrande pointed out Jalen Hurts, Josh Jacobs, and Bo Scarborough are all in the top seven in the conference in turnovers per carry. Mm. And I can't remember that was the, the last time that was the case. Uh, this was, uh, this, uh, this could be a decided issue as the season rolls on and the competition improves. We're playing a fairly, if we are playing a fairly competent offense, that can score touchdowns, we could very well find ourselves down by 14, 17 points uh, in the middle of the second quarter, and nobody wants to have to rely on Jalen Hurts' arm at this point in the, at this point to have to get us back into the game. New, no, you're exactly right. Um, but we have that defense, though. We do, though. You know, no touchdowns in November. Hashtag no touchdown November. Right, right. And a cute there. Uh, so, as they've done for a number of weeks this season, kept us in the game until the offense sort of got their legs under them, which tends to take a little longer than it should. Uh, in the end, the defense held the barn to under 200 yards, and the conference's number one rushing offense to 36 yards. Exactly. We heard but let's all go ahead. week. Let's- <laughs> what old yeah. Cameron Petway was going to do to us. And they finished yeah. with 36 yards. Yeah, but let's move on to the, one of the most intriguing portions of the broadcast, shall we? We shall. Okay. Rate the emoji. Oh, the game in an emoji. So close. Jesus. So close. All right. Um, the best I could come up with is the Beer Steins cheersing. Because this game was what we expected it to be. It was like a normal night out at the bar when, you know, you and your bros are having some drinks, nothing special. Nobody goes home. Nobody's acting a fool. Nothing's fantastic. But at the end of the day, you cheers your bro when you go home because you went out and you had a few drinks at the bar and that's what you do. uh, And you count it as a win. That's the best I can come up with. I love that. And would venture to say that you and I haven't reenacted that once or twice. 
or um, our times than I care to admit. That's right. That's right. Uh, I'm going to go with, as my emoji, just the elephant, just the straight-up elephant. Uh, oh, you know, it's okay. a, a dominating and intimidating figure, the elephant cuts. Uh, but the elephant's just doing its thing. It doesn't It doesn't give a damn who you are. Elephant, elephant um, don't care. No, no, no. Just going along, being an elephant, doing what we do. And I felt like Saturday's game was was that. Kind of like you said, it was just Alabama football, business as usual. And uh, felt good to get a W, but that's what we expect. Fair enough. But we're on the same page. Okay. Well, I'll take that. Uh, on to something that I don't know if we're on the same page about or not, because we have not discussed all year the college football playoff yet, because frankly, it hasn't mattered one bit. But it is starting to take shape a little bit. Uh, currently, of course, your Tide is coming in at number one, uh, followed at number two by the... Buckeyes from Ann Ohio State University. I won't tell you which one, but it's Ann Ohio State. Uh, Clemson Dabos are third, and then the Washington Brownings, as far as I can tell, are fourth. Your thoughts, friend? Okay. I have lots and lots. Well, I have have takes, but it's in multiple parts. Uh Um, Everybody that we know uh, is really wanting to play Washington. And let me tell you why that's dumb. Uh, I, I don't want to play Washington. For, I, I'll preface it by this. Our best matchup is Ohio State, and I'll get to that why that is in a second. Uh, but I'm going to start with why Washington is a disaster for us. Uh, Chris Peterson Jay, uh, is their coach, uh, formerly of Boise State fame, mm-hmm. uh, who's been known to pull one out of his ass uh, when it mattered before with a month to prepare. Number two, Jake Browning, their quarterback, 40 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Uh, all they do is a bunch of trick plays and deep balls. Now, if you think that stopping a trick play and the deep ball is Alabama football's forte, well, I've got a bridge to sell you, my friend. Uh, a lot of people are relying on what USC did to them in the tree and the trenches, uh, as and saying, "Well, that's an overmatch in the trenches. We'll get to the quarterback. We'll, you know, we'll stop him. Whatever." Okay, that's true. All that is true. It is over. Uh, it is a mismatch in the trenches. But if Jake Browning can get rid of the ball, and if they run enough trick plays, they can score some points on us. Um, I think we're going to – and it might end up being some sort of shootout, which is bizarre to say that the Alabama football team is going to be in a, tr- in a trick play, a, a deep ball shootout. But we can stop everything else. And why I said Ohio State is our best matchup. Uh, their quarterback cannot throw the deep ball, which leaves them with running the ball and the short out. We can stop that. We can beat Ohio State. Granted, Ohio State can play defense, but uh, Michigan scored points. Scored points on everybody scores points on. It's not like playing our defense where if you get seven, you've really hit the mother load. You can score points in Ohio State. You're not going to score forty, but you can score some. So give me Ohio State all day long, who will not be able to move the ball, and we will hold them to 14, 17 points, rather than playing Chris Peterson's Washington team that could very well score 35 points on us. Oh, I hate when you're right. Mm -hmm. You know I hate when you're right. I was one of these people who really wants to play Washington, and I, I think I still do, although you make a compelling case. Uh, granted we would have what, uh, close to three weeks, I guess, between the SEC championship game and finding out and then playing Washington, which I think surely to God would give our, all our analysts and former head coaches and everybody else we staff 
and pay grandiose amounts to watch every Chris Peterson game film from all time and and be prepared for anything. Um, but you're exactly all right. I mean, it's, all it, I'll say to that is, so did Oklahoma. Well, they sort of did, but I just can't imagine. I think in that game, Boise State was still a relative unknown, and it yeah, was weird. You're right that they were in. The you're right. Festival. I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it, there is a whole lot more film and things to look at now. Uh, but nevertheless, no, you're right. You I, I, I don't think this is the matchup everybody thinks it is. Yeah, you make a great point, I, and. In the trenches, it is that matchup. I think it would be no contest. Yeah. And were our defensive line to do enough to make Jake Browning never be able to throw a pass the entire night, we might be fine. But as it stands, his 40 touchdowns to seven interceptions doesn't match up real well for our defense. Um, and, and like you pointed out, Ohio State does uh, pair a little better. And speaking of the Big Ten over there, because I think yes. – what I've been focusing on this week since the rankings came out, there's a very real probability that the Big Ten champion should or could be left out of the playoff picture uh, should Washington or Clemson, neither one of them, lose. Uh, it's interesting, I guess, because the playoff committee has been saying all along that their priorities are conference championships and head-to-head matchups. Shout out to that 2011 Tide team. Uh, but if Penn State wins Saturday, beats Wisconsin in the championship game, they hold both advantages against Ohio State. Uh, more takes here from you? Yeah, I got takes. Um, here's the thing. Ohio State, even though they lost to Penn State, is probably at this point in the season a better team. Uh, they also have a much better resume. They have beaten, They have beaten. I don't know the number, I think it's three of the top ten teams. Uh, I know Penn State managed to lose to Pitt. Uh, so, you know, Penn State don't lose to Pitt, and you're you're in without any, anything to worry about. Uh, and so what the playoff committee has said is those those two things, the head-to-head and the conference championships, well, that was the initial – their initial thing is those are the things that mattered. But then when it turned out that sometimes it didn't work out, like, as, as prettily as they wanted it to, then they said, well, if the teams are even, those are the things we're going to look at. So, uh, so realistically, Ohio State is going to be in, but uh, yeah. So yeah, it bothers me when you're when you set out criteria and you ignore it. Look, I would have no problem if you just said, "Look, we're picking the best four teams, man. Uh, we don't give a damn what they've won or who they are or whatever. We're picking the best four teams, and under that criteria, Penn State. I mean, Ohio State is in, and they'd be right. Uh, but look, you set out what you're looking for, and Penn State has given you everything you're looking for. Uh, I don't see. With that, I think it's a bunch of BS. I think you put Penn State in and leave Ohio State out yourself. And, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's They're saying these things that, that it's head-to-head and conference championship. In my mind, what really matters to the committee is who will watch. I think if Ohio State was fifth right now, is that where Penn State is? Uh, fifth or sixth. Fifth yeah. or sixth. And Penn State were guaranteed in the four. I think there's no way a conference champion, Ohio State, would not slide its way into that top four just because the committee wants them there so badly. I agree completely, my friend. Uh, One final thing to bring up. Uh, There was a big uh, brouhaha today on the Twitter machine. If you missed it out, if you're not on Twitter, you should be. Because college football playoff uh, analyst, I guess we're going to call her, Heather Denich made comments today on, on the Fine Bomb show, show saying basically that Bama ain't played nobody. 
there was much consternation. Even uh, Alabama beat writer Cecil Hurt got into the fray from the Tuscaloosa News. Uh, the, uh, to answer the question, and this is not really about, the, what I want to talk about is not about that, but the answer to the question is we played eight bowl teams, four in the top 25, and our strength of schedule is number seven in the country, better than anybody else that could possibly make the playoff. But that's not my question. My question is this. She's right about the Southeastern Conference being significantly down this year. Uh, you know, aside from us, everybody else had four losses. So given the mediocre schedule at this point, should we be concerned about the strength of the team in that, you know, yes, we're winning and yes, we're winning by a lot, but we're winning by a lot against teams that aren't that great. Your thoughts? I go back and forth on this because, yeah, every other team in the top four has at least a couple kind of signature wins that they can point to. Ohio State <laughs> right. in particular comes to mind that they went to Norman, Oklahoma and and walked out victorious. And so I was sort of in panic mode about that the other day before being introduced. And I'm not sure if I'm stealing your thunder here, so cut me off okay. because okay. the the S&P stats, are you up yeah. on these? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll let you thing. talk about those because I'm not. But I just... I don't know. I've, I'm already being a homer because I said the committee would let Ohio State in. But to continue that theme and gump it up a little more, I mean, I watched, I was at Ole Miss and watched that team, and the team we beat that day was damn good, whatever they right. showed the rest of the season. Uh, I think LSU is a damn good team, whatever they've shown yeah. week in and week out. Auburn, not so much. Uh, but I think there are quality wins there that by this point, because various things have happened, teams lost coaches and players. It seems like we're the only team, knock on whatever wood you can find, that hasn't had <laughs> just a walking dead lineup of of zombies. Whoever wasn't injured, uh, so I think we I think we've proved ourselves. Uh, but on paper, Heather may have a point because right now USC is probably our best win. Yeah, yeah, and that's my thing is. I I asked the question because here's my answer. I think it's B. I think my question was BS because I think what you said about Ole Miss is true. And honestly, if I would if LSU played every team the way they played us, mm-hmm. LSU would have lost the game against us, and that's it. Mm-hmm. That is a that team is capable of being an amazing team. Uh, they just can't put it together every week. Uh, so don't tell me that we haven't been tested because that LSU team is an amazing football team. They just di- they just don't do it every week, but they are fully capable of getting up and like they do for us every year. And you know you 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 put LSU in the playoffs, LSU could make some noise uh, if they decide that you know if they decide they want to play. So don't tell me we didn't play anybody because if you watch that LSU team, particularly that LSU defense, that LSU defense is badass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a scary thought. I would not want to play LSU again if I could. And then there's sort of, a, I guess, a double-edged sword to Heather's point that she's trying to make by saying USC is Alabama's best win because USC was trash when we played them in week one. I mean, that was not the team that they are today. Correct, yes. So yeah. I, I, I hate yeah, to I mean, be... I understand exactly what she's saying. We have a bunch of... yeah. She, I understand what she's saying. We have a bunch of wins over eight-win teams. We don't have a win over, you know, in Ohio or over Oklahoma or, or, you know, we don't have a win over Clemson. You know, we don't have a signature win. But, but damn, we've lined up week after week after week and beaten good teams, and that should count for something. Yeah, agreed. I hate to find myself on hashtag Team Cecil, 
But here we are. He was sassy, by the way. Okay. Cecil was feeling real yeah. sassy. I, I believe he said he was. I believe he said you could walk into any sports bar in America and find somebody more qualified than Heather Dennett to talk about college football. <laughs> oh, boy. I wish you would have so warned me before you were repeating that and I would have put on my oven mitts. So hot. Uh, I hate to hate me. Blow, blow, blow your beer out your nose and all that. Indeed. Well, you're. T- Tide, once again, changing changing gear, once again finds itself in the Southeastern Conference Championship game. It is a 3 p.m. Uh, God's time kick in Atlanta, Georgia, USA. The Tide takes on the Florida Gators, who is by all accounts, accounts, by injury. That is correct. We were there this time a year ago. RIP to the forerunner I lost on the way down there. But why don't we start out by you <laughs> telling me what to expect when Alabama has the ball. I can do that, my friend. This is the sixth best defense in the entire United States of America. So Alabama, Frank, is going to need to execute. Against the run, Florida allows 3.6 yards per rush. And sadly, that's the good news. They have the third most efficient pass defense uh, in the U.S. and college football as well. So passing yards would seem to come at a premium. We're going to have to run the ball better than we did against Auburn. We're going to have to eliminate mistakes. And we're going to have to, for once, hang on to the damn football. Having said that, I hear you are in tune with what we should expect when Florida has the ball. I will do my best. Uh, Here, I guess I'll start with the humor. Florida wants to be able to run the ball Saturday. Uh, 12 weeks of college football have taught us thus far that the only way to, in fact, attack Alabama's defense, as we discussed just a moment ago, is one of the lowest percentage plays in the sport, which is the deep ball. Uh, When you consider that Florida has struggled throwing downfield all year, earlier they had one Luke Del Rio, formerly of Tuscaloosa, and now they have some guy named Applebee's under center. Uh, right. I mean, I hope. He, I mean, does he have like baby back ribs? I mean, those rolls, though. Uh, well, you know, we should have opened this. I mean, instead, I mean, I, I, look, I love opening with Christina Aguilera. There's not a bad song in her entire catalog. However, we should have opened the uh, segment with "I want my baby back, baby back, baby back ribs." Granted, those are those are Chili's baby back ribs. Oh. It's Damn. fine. It's fine. Applebee's also delicious so ribs. Do they even have a food? Oh, oh anywho, just a bit <laughs> like, like like going to well, Applebee's and singing some drinks. Get off my ass. All uh, right. Hey, you're great in my book, pal. Like going right. to Applebee's and singing the chili song. It's just gonna be hard to pull off for the Gators to hit long plays in the vertical game. See what I did there? They've got uh-huh. to take off off the top from the Alabama defense and get the hands into the ball of Antonio Callaway. If they're going to have any success, uh, he's been there a million years. will be in the NFL a million years, uh, strong, tall, big receiver. But, uh, here is sort of the insult to injury is that going up against our defense, the vaunted Alabama defense this weekend will be Florida's 114th ranked offense in all of college football. So it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how it plays out for him. Uh, Interestingly, though, Coach Mack, an offensive guy, brought in to Florida 
to to work on that unit. Uh, your takes on sort of his first two years thus far? You know, uh, people people complain, people complain, people complain. There have been talks of him going to Oregon, which I think he has pretty much shut down uh, because because he's not turn, you know, immediately turned the offense around. And I get that. Um, there, you know, when Florida people heard he's going to Oregon, there were a lot of people that said, don't let the door hit you on the ass. But look, the dude has been in the Southeastern Conference Championship game Granted, overmatched, but he made it out of the East two years in a row when he was not supposed to. Uh, so I, I'm the first to say I'm a fan of Coach Matt. So, you know, I'm looking at this with rose-colored glasses, but uh, I'm a fan. And I think, uh, yeah, he needs to bring in some offensive talent. He probably need, needs to bring in some offensive coaching. Uh, although he's a, prior to this, he was, you know, an offensive uh, genius at, at Fresno and and did a good job in Tuscaloosa. I mean, he he was not he's no he was the Lane Kiffin. He's not going to you know throw the ball all over the place, but he scored some points. So I think Florida needs to give him a little time. You know, if if five years from now we're still saying the same thing, I get it. Yeah. But two years in, I think um, I think uh, there's getting to Atlanta two years in a row is nothing to sneeze at. No, it's kind of a first world problem for Florida fans, I think, or a second world. I'll give them because that's totally a right. thing. Um, right. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what he does Saturday because he certainly needs to get creative. He needs to channel his inner Lane Kiffin. By the way, I think listener Fred accused Coach Mack of being high on the show last weekend. So maybe think, getting yeah. high is the ticket that he needs. Sometimes, uh, sometimes it is. Uh huh. But if he can get the ball in Callaway's hands in whatever creative ways it must be, if it's reverses, quick hitters, bubble screen slants deep ball, whatever he can do to get Antonio Callaway the ball will be the key to that offense Saturday. Exactly. Uh, all right, let's go ahead and pivot, shall we? Pivot away. Next oh, yeah, up. I thought, no, yeah. Heroes right. history. History, 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 nice. history. Yes, this edition of Heroes history is interesting just by the numbers. Obviously, we lead the series because Florida is new money. And I honestly don't think they knew football was a sport until the 1990s. But that said, the Southeastern Conference Championship Game Series stands at an even eight wins apiece between ourselves and the Florida Gators here on the 25th anniversary of the first game when one Antonio Langham returned to interception to steal Alabama's championship and a trip to the Sugar Bowl and the eventual national championship against the hated Miami Hurricanes. That is correct. I didn't know that this was the 25th anniversary. Were you at that game? Yes, I was, and I froze my white ass. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Good times. So when I think back on this series, because there were there was a home-and-home home we played maybe in 2012, starting in 2012, I think. Yeah, it yeah, was, yeah. Tebow had just left, and we opened the game with a, oh, man, I'm blanking, but like an 80-yard touchdown pass to somebody awesome. And then yeah. one of my favorite moments was whoever Florida's trash replacement for Tebow was drove down the field. They had the ball on like the two, and that was when Kirby ran out onto the field as our D coordinator and did the jump pass sign. And then they tried the jump pass. I think Dante yeah. Hightower may have stepped in front of it, intercepted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the only other thing, uh, speaking of this series, the quarterback that was probably the best quarterback I've ever seen play in college football. Granted, he never became anything in the NFL, yeah. but it was Danny Werfel. Son. Uh, 
I was there for, and I cannot remember the year. I think it was a Bill Curry year, so I want to say '99. Is that is that about right? Bill Curry was, I think, '80s, right? I don't remember. Well, I don't know. It was a championship year. Anyway, Alabama was playing Florida, and they just beat us like a drum because Danny Werfel threw the fade pass into the end zone like nothing I've ever seen in my life. It was directly where it needed to be every time he threw it. And I mean, we stayed in the game somehow, and I have no idea how we stayed in the game. But Florida won that game, and they should have, because, my God, Danny Werfel was magnificent during that game. I would say if I had to choose a non-Alabama like favorite team to watch, probably those mid-'90s Florida teams. Uh, the receivers were phenomenal. Warfel could literally do anything. And then you had Spurrier, who made it all the more entertaining. Exactly, exactly. Uh, one other historical note, if you want to hit on it, because you know I know you, I know you love him so much. Well, I have a, I have an opinion here, so I will. I know. Uh, if uh. you are in extra need of someone to hate Saturday, look no further than our old friend, one hashtag Kicker with Swag, <coughs> the originator of Kickers with Swag mm-hmm. himself, uh, Florida's Eddie Pinheiro. You may remember Pinheiro was a longtime Alabama commit back in the day with. YouTube trick field goals galore, uh, and we may or may not have watched them gleefully and talked just, about just, how fantastic. Just sat around in your apartment in Mobile, Alabama, and just giggled at the prospect <laughs> of Eddie Pinheiro. We did. Being Pants were nowhere to be found. It was, uh, <laughs> those were the days. But uh, as things tend to go sometimes, especially with hashtag kickers with swag. Uh, and he, alumni, hashtag alumni with money. There's that, too. Uh, The kicker pulled his Alabama commit and then quickly handed it over probably to Coach Boom, maybe Coach Mack. Uh, There's an extra ounce of hate for you Saturday. Exactly. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get on to what the listener came for. Uh, The picks, including your houndstooth heroes, hate of the week. Of the week. Of the week. Of the week. Shout out to my hate of the week of the week last week, Tennessee Vols who marched right into Nashville and then marched right back home holding that Champions of Life banner high. Oh, God. And if you have not been on HowToTheroes.com, you should, because the Vanderbilt Fidel chapter uh, presented us with a thing of glory, and there is video uh, to document that, and it is fantastic. I've pretty much watched that every hour on the hour for the past. I I just wanted it to be like a seven-hour video. I wanted the whole. I wanted it to go on and on and on. It was fantastic. Uh, So, so shout out to the guys over at Fidelt House at Bandy. The first game, the Big Ten Championship game, Penn State is a two and a half point favorite over the Wisconsin Badgers. Uh, Who do you hate, my friend? I'm gonna hate. Speaking of Vandy, I'm gonna hate uh, their former coach up there. And, really? and the Nittany Lions, yeah, I just think they're trash. A loss to Pitt, no offense to friend of the program and website domain creator Ian Petty. Uh, hey, Petty. I, yeah, yeah. I just, think, I just think Penn State is not a very solid football team. Their quarterback looks like he's 12 and acts like a 2. I think the Wisconsin defense is uh, stout and will hold up well and, and pull this one out. I'm going to disagree with you. I want to hate on whiskey. Uh, the problem for the only re- I agree with everything you said, but apparently Wisconsin's quarterback is sort of iffy for the game. I'm not exactly sure what's going on with the cat, but maybe too much cheese. Who knows? But uh, he is iffy. So with that, 
I'm just going to put my money on him not playing. And if he does not play, I think Penn State manages to cover the two and a half, mm-hmm. uh, making a three or four point game. That's a fair take. Have you seen their uh, little JJ Watt brother out there? Uh, whiskey? Yeah. yeah. There's another. There's like a thousand watts. I don't want to play a single one of them, really. Not so much, no. Yeah. All right. Uh, your uh, beloved Clemson Dabos are in the ACC championship game, and they are favored by 10 points against uh, the Virginia Tech um, Hokies. Who are you hating, my friend? Uh, team Never Dabo rides again here soon. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I think Virginia Tech, I've watched them a couple times this season, most notably hand the Tennessee Vols their first Champions of Life belt. Battle at Bristol. Battle at Bristol. Oh, my gosh. Uh I, I they they played better last week against UNC than I expected. But that said, I think Clemson is a clear number two team in the country right now. I think they're getting it all together. And quite frankly, if we do our part, I'm afraid the entire nation is on a crash course for another Alabama over Clemson national championship. But there's miles to go before we sleep on that one. So I, I take that back. Didn't even say it. As a matter of fact, uh, that said, I think they get through this game easily. It was last year where they narrowly escaped the ACC right. championship. I want to say we watched that one in that yeah. Atlanta bar after our game. Right. If that yeah, if that rings a bell, yeah. it was blurry. But yeah. Yeah, um, so, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I, I'm hating the Hokies here. Yeah, I complete agree completely as a member of team team always Dabo. I wasn't necessarily a believer until last week. I think Clemson looked a little shaky, but my God, they looked like they were on a mission last week. They seem to be clicking, uh, and I think you are right. Uh, however, it is rare that we have Robert Frost quoted on Houndstooth Heroes, so props for that. Thank you. Uh, but um, I, but yeah, I mean Clemson is rolling, uh, and I think if everything if Clemson gets Ohio State, Clemson is going to steamroll Ohio State. And we're looking at Alabama-Clemson rematch. How that goes, I don't know, because if you listen, I mean, Dabo's right about one thing. Uh, you know, he was a clown by the way he said it and the way he came out. But in terms of uh, in terms of yards, in terms of, setup, you know, all those things, uh, passing yards, rushing yards, Clemson had more than we did. Uh, so they, you, you can make the argument they outplayed us last year. So will we beat them again? I don't know. I think this is a different breed of a defense in Alabama. So I don't know that they're going to have that kind of success. If we get to that point, but as you said, miles to go before we sleep. But That's again, right. still hating on the Virginia Tech Hokies. And, and another Robert Frost, Foster quote, uh, a Robert Frost quote, excuse me, Robert Foster, different guy. I'll quote him later. Different, totally different. <laughs> Robert <dude>. Frost <laughs> quote here. Uh, that, my friends, is my hate of the week. The week. The week. Oh, all right. He fair wrote enough, that. Fair he didn't enough. know that. All right. Who else we got? Uh, next up. We have an interesting Big 12 matchup, interesting in the fact that it doesn't matter who wins because neither of these teams are getting to the playoffs. Uh, Oklahoma Sooners, coached by the late big game Bob, uh, are 11-point faves against the Gundy Mullet Cowboys of Okie State. Who do you hate? I'm I'm on it for the mullet alone. alone. (laughs) I'm hating Oklahoma. I'm hating Oklahoma hard. I think that's too many points. I think they probably win the game, but like three or seven or something like that. But that mullet has had Mike Gundy going, uh, and his team is rallying behind that mullet. But outside of one bad call on a Hail Mary against some trash team, Oklahoma State is in the playoff mix. Oklahoma has been playing well, but I think 11 is far too many. And this, my friend, my Oklahoma State pick is 
my hate of the week. Of the week, of the week. It's a nice one. Yeah, and that that Hail Mary call, I think, was against Eastern Michigan, maybe? Yeah, it was somebody bizarre. No Michigan school. Yeah, but somebody bizarre, yeah. Yeah, total trash, but that you're right. They have been talking that one up big. I am going to agree with you here and hate on the Sooners uh, simply because I think this is, is like an 85 to 83 final right. score. Uh, and yeah. so whoever has the ball last will likely score one more touchdown than the other. Uh, and so I, I think 11 is just a little too big there. Fair enough. Uh, big 12, big, I'm sorry, yeah, Pac-12 championship game being hosted somewhere in the middle of California. I'm not exactly sure where. It said the name like Santa Clara. I have no idea where that is. Uh, but Washington is favored by seven and a half points over Colorado in what is sure to be a game featuring scores of people in the stands. Who do you hate? Man, so much condescension that we don't even know where their conference <laughs> championship is held. I think it's in the Bay Area, dude, but I don't know. I mean, I don't hell if I know. I don't have a clue. You did better than no, I did. No. Um, All right. I, only because I've read the news a couple of times this week, am going to hate Colorado. Uh, they've had, I think, multiple arrests this week. Maybe oh, really? there was a team fight. Did you hear about the team fight? No. There was a, after they fight? after they clinched their spot in this game last week, uh, beating Utah, Two players were at the bar. One got kicked out. While he was being kicked out, talked badly about his teammate. So the teammate came outside, punched him. Uh, that player was unconscious when the police arrived. They pulled out his wallet to identify him, found drugs like you do. Like you do. Uh, and so then the guy who got knocked out by his teammate was also arrested. So not a banner week for Colorado. So, and really based on that fact alone, I'm going to say head's not in the right place distractions, uh, hating the buffs here. As much as I'm a fan of saying sometimes you just got to fight it out, uh, I will agree with you here. I'm hating on Colorado. I did not know that little fact. But uh, Jake Browning, again, like I said earlier in the broadcast, is the real deal, and their receivers can make plays. Uh, Colorado look, was picked to be last in their division, and here they sit. So they ought to be happy they got here. Uh, nobody's saying they're not good because clearly – I looked at the strength of schedule recently, and – of the playoff contenders, not that Colorado is going to make it in, but they their strength of schedule is in the mid-30s, and it's one of the top ones. So they've played some teams, and they've beat some teams. So they've got a squad. <coughs> Having said that, I think Jake Brown is going to be too much, and Washington's going to cover that, pretty, that seven and a half pretty easily. Solid. Agreed. That brings us to one final conference championship game where your Alabama Crimson Tide – led by our boy Nicholas Lou Saban, are 24-point favorites above the Florida Go-Gators. Who you so, hate? Oh, yeah. I, well, until the line jumped six points, I was going to hate on Florida. Uh, but, it's you know, it opened up at 18, uh, and it has moved and moved and moved to the point where it's 24, so I'm going to hate on the Crimson Tide. Uh, 24 points is just way too many against the sixth-best defense in America. Having said that, uh, the play here is the under, which I think is about is at forty ish. Uh, frankly, I'd take the I'd take under the total if it was thirty two. Uh, honestly, I don't see how Florida scores. If they score anything, it's three points. It's maybe six points on some mistake that we make. But um, I'm going to stick with my plan. Of Florida doesn't score, and my uh, final total is University of Alabama Crimson Tide twenty, Florida Gators zero. What about yourself? Ooh, I like that score. 
Uh, if I'm being honest, I think 24 is the perfect line. My dream score would probably be like 27 to 3, which is right there. If my math serves, which it rarely does. But right. we're not here for pushes uh, on the heroes. So I'm afraid I'm going to hate us as well. You know, last year, when you think about it, we got a blocked punt touchdown. We had a Cyrus Jones punt return. Um, so special teams stepped up. This year's team is lacking that. Uh, but like you said, the defense is probably a hair better. I think we're probably still going to try to develop Jalen Hurts' arm because well, shit, there's a there's a month left in the season. Might as well not stop now. Well, um, one quick one quick thing before you before you give your hot take is um, we're going to get a month bowl practice, uh, and I think that's good. last year Jake Coker. You know, was nothing to write home about except for you know at, you know at Coker deep ball. Uh, Jalen Hurts coming out of bowl practice with all of that time may end up being a different animal, but we haven't had bowl practice. This is just a week, so I think we're still going to get the same Jalen. Going back to what you continue on, my friend. No, that's a great point, and yeah, I think I, I have complete faith in Jalen through the years, but uh, for the next month or two, he's going to need to step it up from what we've seen. Uh, I think I'm going to put my final at... 27 to 6. So we'll just miss out on covering, uh, but still a comfortable lead and hopefully keep no touchdown December rolling right along. Roll Todd, and that'll do it for another edition of Houndstooth Heroes, brought to you as always by Wild Bill's Wing Sauce and Druid City Brewing Company right there in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Remember, you can check the website at houndstoothheroes.com or find us on Facebook or on Twitter at H2Heroes. Take us home, my brother. As always, if you thought it was terrible, pull it up on iTunes, hit five stars, and then tell us why. Y'all be good. Roll Tide.